Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Uh, that was a little taste of Smith Radio Scott Patterson's Ha Ha song. He'll be on my show next week. And standing by to join us to kick off the show is Ellen Hopkins, who's been called the best-selling living poet in the country by MediaBistro.com. She has over 4 million books in print, many reaching number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Good morning, Ellen. Good morning. Thank you so much for calling into the show. You bet. It's a beautiful uh, day here. I don't know where, <laughs> what it's like where you are, but it sure is pretty here. Uh, where are you located? I live near Carson City, Nevada. Oh, I bet it is nice. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful. Spring has sprung, except for it's supposed to snow again next weekend. Oh, you're so kidding. Spring. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, we're in Orange County. We're broadcasting live from the UC Irvine campus. Excellent. Yeah. So... Wow, what a career. Could you give us a taste of uh, your backstory about how you became a writer? Well, my my way in was through freelance journalism and then into children's nonfiction from there. And then there was a personal story that hit very close to home, a story about addiction that um, sparked an an idea that I should write a book for teens about uh, meth addiction, which was my daughter's story, basically. And um, that was my way into writing YA, and that was 14 years ago, and I'm still here. That was the book Crank, right? Published in 2004? Tell me about your style, because uh, you have a very interesting writing style. As a journalist, I've always been writing poetry, so um, it's it's called verse novel, or novel and verse is what they call it, and... um, so melding fiction and verse, I kind of fell into it because when I started Crank, I wanted to write first person from her point of view, and the voice in prose was mine, not hers. Okay. And um, I, so I decided to try it in verse, and it worked uh, because verse very specifically puts you inside the characters. It's a lot more like living the story than being told a story, I think. That's how I refer yeah. to it, and I think it works very well that way. Now, I I uh, was reading uh, some information that came along with your book, and, you know, I, I understand that your novels, they push boundaries. Uh, do you have a lot of, you do have a lot of readers uh, that contact you. What is that like? It's, um, sometimes it's heartwarming and sometimes it's heart-wrenching, you know, because right. they, they feel like, they feel very comfortable with sharing their stories with me, and some of those stories, you know, you would hope, things like that don't happen to young people, but they do. Um, but I, I think it's because my books, they read like I care. They read like I don't judge. So I feel like, like uh, sometimes I think I'm like the dear Abby of young adult men. <laughs> <laughs> do you find that uh, you reflect back on, on your own teen years? Is that why you're so relatable, maybe? I think, um, and my teen years were, they were, I guess like most people, you know, they were good, they were good, parts of them and really pretty, uh, not good parts of them. Um, I, I don't look back particularly fondly on my teen years, and I'm not sure. A lot, I don't think a lot of adults do. <laughs> it's such a time of, you know, stretching and growth and looking for who you are that sometimes, you know, we make bad choices or we go through painful moments, but that's yes. part of living. Exactly. I like that you said, I don't censor myself, so I don't censor my characters. Right, and I don't. <laughs> so when I'm writing, and I do write, you know, um, hard subject matter, you know, some of it. It was pretty hard, but I feel like I need to write very honestly about that stuff out of respect for people that, that 
you know, experience things like addiction in their lives or, you know, abuse or sexual abuse. Um, right. Because, you know, those things, they're real for, for my readers and they need to be real for my characters and I've, I want to write respectfully. Yes. I feel like you have a lot of empathy for your readers because your books are very relatable. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, and I do look at this generation and I see the future. And if I can, you know, in, in any way help shape that into a more positive place, you know, I, I feel grateful to be able to do that. And I, I know I have because of the communications I've received. I, so That's great. You know, that has given some meaning to the own, my own pain, but, you know, the bad things I've gone through as well to be able to bring those to the page. So without getting too personal, my show is called Get the Funk Out. Do you want to share a time where, you know, things were really rocky and perhaps how you were able to pull yourself out? Sure. I mean, well, the new, the new book is the you, I, the you I've Never Known, and that is actually um, inspired by another kind of chapter in my life, which was um, three weeks after I divorced my ex-husband, he kidnapped my our then three-year-old daughter out of daycare, and I lost oh. her for three years. Oh, my gosh. So in this book, the, the girl's been lost to her mother for 14 years. Um, but that was that was a terribly, terribly hard part of my life. You know, I didn't know where she was. He was calling um, from different... We didn't have cell phones then, so he was making collect calls from pay phones, promising to let me talk to her, and then taunting me and moving around the country so I didn't know where they were. And um, Horrifying. It was terrible. But, you know, it was like uh, when I finally figured out where they were and got it some help and my, my current husband was, was brave enough to go with me to go pick her up wow. and basically the judge out here told me I had to kidnap her back and we did that <laughs> so unbelievable and yeah. <laughs> how, how is your daughter after all these kidnappings I mean that's pretty scary yeah I mean she's good yeah, I mean, she's in her 30s now so it's been a little while but um, yeah. it took a while to reconnect you know because mm-hmm. I, I lost some of that real formative years, three to six years old, is a very formative part sure. of her life. Yes. So it took a while to reconnect and to, to, to regain those kind of mother-daughter bonds. But we have, and she lives close to me now, and we have, we're raising ch- children together. <laughs> so oh, it's it. in a big extended family, and I she's come it. a long way. But So in a sense, this latest book that you have never known, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Ellen Hopkins, uh, is very cathartic for you. Absolutely. You know, I think... All those, as humans, you know, we tuck away all those bad parts of our lives, and there's, but they're in our brain somewhere. Mm-hmm. And to be able to write them out at some point, you know, I always encourage people who, who are going through something to write it now instead of waiting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. put it in order now rather than having to pull it out later. But if we can do that and make sense of that time and see how far we've come and, you know, what those those moments in our life actually... They, I, I always say, you know, it takes pain in your life to really understand and appreciate joy. And I, I think like that. that's, you know, important to remember. Yes. I find that the pain is filled with learning moments all the time. Right. Yeah. It is. And, and you can't have, you know, it's just part of life. You can't, you can't make it through without it. So right. to, to, build on, to build on that and to um, make sense of it and to maybe make something good come out of it, that's the best we can do. I think with your talent as a writer, it's really great to hear how y- you can take your past and put it into fiction uh, and, and use it. And it helps you. It's relatable to the readers. It's a great thing. Right. 
and I, you know, I think I think most authors do that. I, even if they're writing genre or you know fantasy or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you create a character and you take pieces of yourself or your family or people you know, and you you know put those threads into characters or maybe even into plot threads or whatever. But um, I think I think that's what we do. I I think we're successful at that. Now, do you want to share a little bit, without giving too much away, about your latest book? Yeah, and so the book is about a girl whose father has moved around the country for 14 years. Um, they finally settled into a little town in California, and she's she's been in school, in one school for an entire year. She's made friends. She has love interests, one male and one female. So she's really trying to figure out who she is at this moment in her life at 17 years old. And just as she thinks she's starting to get it, she discovers that everything her dad's told her about her mother, which is that her mother deserted her mm-hmm. as, a, as a baby, is untrue. So, you know, it shakes, it shakes the foundation of her life just as she's starting to figure out who she is. Unbelievable. It's a great read. And um, I do want to add, I put your tips on, uh, for, for writers on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Uh, do you want to share advice for people that are struggling as writers? Yeah, I think, first of all, character is everything. Um, because without characters that we want to pull for, that we want to relate to, you know, what's the point? I mean, even mm-hmm. with, with high fantasy, if, if you didn't care about Bilbo Baggins, you would just say, okay, let the dragon eat him, right? right. <laughs> so, you, you know, you, those characters, and for me personally, my pre-write is all getting to know my characters before I even sit down and try to put them into a plot. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to do because we, we, you know, we want to be playing for those characters. So you need to know who they are. Oh, good. They're, that's I, okay. I was hoping my German <laughs> Shepherd would turn off. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, and that, and to, to um, try to write something every single day, even if it's just a little bit. You know, I travel a lot, and it's hard for me to do that, but I'm mm-hmm. always... I always try to at least write a few sentences. And if you, even if you're traveling, you know, it's new settings or it's new people that you... I people watch relentlessly. <laughs> characters that, you know, things that might spark a character or something. Sure. Um, um, so going someplace new to write, even if it's not way far away from home, is mm-hmm. often a good thing. You can... It kind of sparks that creative place inside your brain, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's a good idea to have a little notebook in your purse or carry a full-size notebook wherever you're going, especially in a long plane ride. Uh, for sure. And, and airports are the best <laughs> because okay. they're such high-stress places, you know, really watching people, how they relate to, to their families or whatever in airports yes. really can tell you a lot about a person. Oh, um, yes. and, that, and that can also show you, so, you know, a character that's yanking their kids through the airport is a different <laughs> character than one that's, you know, trying to, you know, carry them and, you know, quiet them or whatever. Did you always know you wanted to be a writer? It was always in the back of my mind. I think, you know, I, I published my first poem, which was a, a haiku at nine years old. Aww. So that kind of was in the back. I was like, I'm a published author. I'm a published poet, and I can do this. Aww. And then life took me away from my writing for a long time, and mm-hmm. I, but I always wanted to come back, and I did. That's great. Where can people find out more about you? Um, my website's just my name, ellenhopkins.com, and um, you can find um, links to my Facebook page, which 
it's a little political, so if you want to get political, don't go to my, you can go to my fan page instead, <laughs> um, or, or Twitter or Instagram. I'm, I've got pretty much all that social media stuff going on, so you can, and anybody that wants to contact me, um, if you write me, that is me answering <laughs> those messages. Oh, right, on Facebook I saw that fan page and you said, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, this is me. <laughs> I like that. And I noticed on your website, ellenhopkins.com, um, there are two avenues for people to go, your adult site or the young adult site, and uh, you've got all your books listed. Right, and you should be able to get, I've been after my web guy to you know, get this latest book on, and his life kind of went weird too, but um, it's right. pretty up to date, um, So, and it will be more up to date here very soon. Perfect. Uh, Ellen, I want to thank you so much for calling in. It's been great chatting with you. Yep, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. That was author Ellen Hopkins calling in to talk about her latest book, The You I've Never Known. And if you missed any part of this segment, it will be up on my show blog within an hour or so after I wrap. And uh, my next author who's calling in uh, wrote this book called The Difference, When Good Enough Isn't Enough, uh, Subir Chowdhury. Uh, He'll definitely correct me. I'm going to ask him if I mispronounced his last name. It's a wonderful read as well. Well, Let's go back to a little music, and then I will bring my next guest on. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. (laughs) 